Hello everyone, this is Lisa Fields, the founder and president of the Jude 3 Project, and I just want to take this time to personally thank all of our monthly supporters. We could not do what we do without giving from people like you. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you're not a monthly supporter and you would like to become one, you can go to jude3project.org and hit the donate tab and sign up. We are grateful for you and we hope you enjoy today's new episode. God bless. Hello, welcome to the Jew 3 Project podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Fields. I'm the founder of the Jew 3 Project. Hello and welcome to the Jew 3 Project's new series, From People to Person, sponsored by the Matthew 5-9 Fellowship. My name is Brandon Cleaver, and I serve as a Matthew 5-9 Outreach Manager. We're a group of pastors and Christian leaders shepherding our communities to live out the gospel and place our identities in Christ above partisanship and societal divisions. We support both pastors and Christian leaders with resources and training to grapple with the harmful divisions in the U.S. in hopes of building a future in which all human beings are treated as image bearers of God, regardless of earthly divisions. With the unfortunate and pervasive co-opting of our Christian identity for political gain, it's up to us to lead with integrity so that others know what it means to be Christian. Oftentimes, that entails conversations just like these where we don't necessarily endorse everything that's espoused, but we do endorse the idea of listening to those whom we may disagree with. And this is what healthy conversation and deep and deep relationships are about too, creating space to be Christian when it counts. From People to Person is a series of conversations that seeks to cherish the individual. We understand that all religious groups have a core set of beliefs, but moving from people to person means that we're moving from these broad generalizations to specific engagements. Just as individuals in Christianity express their faith differently, nuances also exist within other religious groups. The Jew 3 Project has produced an abundance of informative interviews, series on various topics, blogs, and other resources that explicitly address the current issues and intellectual struggles of Christians of African descent. The goal in this series, From People to Person, is not to give immediate answers, but to cultivate genuine understanding. In this three-part series, Lisa will sit down with guests from various faith backgrounds to listen to their faith journeys. Both the Jew 3 Project and Matthew 5-9 Fellowship hopes that these conversations encourage not only civility, but lasting change. I'm here today with Street Hymns, uh, my brother. I'm so excited to have you coming to Jacksonville, Florida. He thought he was in Arizona. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not a geographical person at he, all, He didn't obviously. know where Jacksonville was. I mean, how can you not know where the best city in the world is? Okay, uh, okay. I, the weather's nice. The weather's yeah. nice, for sure, for sure. Uh, but I'm so thankful that you would participate in our People to Person series. Um, you have a unique journey. Tell our audience just a little bit about who you are. Yes. Um, so uh, my artist name is Street Hems. My model is doing hems for the streets because the streets need him. And I was uh, born into the Christian hip hop uh, realm of everything. Uh, my immediate role models uh, were the cross movement and cross movement was literally not only a 
powerhouse musically, but before any of the fame and the attention was going there, I remember vividly as a child going to the streets and going to churches, going to events and just evangelism, you know? And so um, in, a, in a sense, they were the first battle rappers, you know, uh, because they were literally in those albums uh, directly answering, attacking, making cases for ideologies and things that people had in the religious realm within hip hop. So uh, it kind of inspired me also to get into the battle rap realm. So I'm a battle rapper as well. Been doing that for like the last six years. And yeah, so so my history in hip hop and Christian hip hop is, is very, very deep. And I pay a lot of homage to the, the people who started it. And it, it's actually an honor, you know, to be known as one of the pioneers in the Christian battle rap realm right now. So that's awesome. And mm -hmm. uh, we met in L.A. Absolutely. And yeah, it was yeah. interesting hearing your story because yeah. you identify as Hebrew. Yes. And yes, when I hear of Hebrew Israelites, I think of the people <laughs> that follow us to every stop and come <laughs> to a stop and cause a scene. So when I heard your story, I was like, oh, that's fascinating yeah. because what I want to help people to see is that there's a spectrum. Absolutely. And I think we do a disservice to any group when we label them all as the extremes we might have encountered. For sure. And for so sure. tell us kind of what was that journey like? How did you start to identify as a Hebrew? Um, what, what was that journey like for you? Yeah. So and like, first of all, I'm a very, very, I'm a skeptic first and I'm, I'm a very literal person. Not that I can't see nuance, but when it comes to definitions, uh, that's the first thing before a conversation begins I try to do is like, I can say something, but if you have a different definition of what this means, then we're going to be talking about two different things. Mm -hmm. And so the term Hebrew, Israelite, Paul said, I am a Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin. Paul is a Hebrew Israelite, literally. That's just the facts. All the disciples were Hebrew Israelites, you know, and so the term itself it just means a Hebrew person, you know, and Hebrew is ethnicity, not religion. You know, you can be a Hebrew atheist, uh -huh. you know, and so uh, when it comes to recognizing it first as a ethnicity and not a religious claim, I think it really, really clarifies things for people um, that have this mindset that, oh, because you identify as Hebrew and you're a POC, you now therefore yell at white people on the streets and call them Edomites and say, you're going to bow down to me. And it's like, no, like, first of all, that's not biblical. That's heresy. And it's offensive, you know? And, 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 and for me, uh, collaboration within the church, collaboration within unity, within diversity is what the gospel is all about. And uh, for me, uh, when I first heard about it, I was one of the people that was very, very skeptical to it, towards it, against it, uh, just because you know, just my roots theologically, you know, I, I was just, you know, trained to attack it, you know, and, and so I had some brothers who I knew were Christians, knew were believers, and they were like, yeah, I claim to be Hebrew. I said, wait, 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 but you're a Christian. And he was like, yeah, I am a Christian religiously, but I think that I'm ethnically Hebrew, you know, and for me, that shocked me because I was like, how can you be claiming to be a Hebrew, but also be a Christian? Because the Hebrews I know are the people I'm debating against on the streets. You know, I'm, I'm fresh out of Bible college and I, whenever I see them, I'm, I'm pulling up to go have, have a conversation, mm -hmm. you know, and I still do that now. It's just a whole different conversation from a different angle now. Um, so for me personally, uh, it really wasn't first starting theological. It was first historical and then um, ancestral. So 
uh, historically just kind of tracing things, understanding that the slave trade first began in Spain and Portugal, and then from Spain and Portugal to Northwest Africa, which is where most people, when you do our DNA tests, we end up being located in Northwest Africa. You start researching the names of the people on these ships, you know, and seeing that a majority of them had Yah in their name, you know, like their origin names were Yah. And these, these, these are all records you can search within uh, the slave documents and stuff like that from the slave trades. They'll tell you their name, their height, um, and then they'll also say their original name and uh, things like that. And uh, one of the biggest things for me, aside from the historical aspect, was um, a, part, a part of history for myself. So there's a church in Savannah, Georgia called First African Baptist Church. And this church was built in 1859 by slaves. And on the side of the pews is Hebrew writing. Um, it is a mixture of Hebrew Latin writing. It's called Landino, right? And uh, the Landino is Hebrew Latin. Why? Because Spain and Portugal, right? And uh, the Hebrew language was not revived until, according to America, I think 1881, right? So this is roughly 30 years beforehand. So who taught them how to do this? When you look at this writing, you know, why is it that this Landino is being spoken with because we learn in history books growing up, it's like, oh, well, you know, they were illiterate. No, I, I, if I go to Asia, I'm not illiterate. I just don't know their language. They had a language before they arrived here. You know what I'm saying? So if that language was pure to them and this is what they were writing on the side of the pews and no one taught it to them, I think that's worth seeing. Come to find out, as a child, I would go there to our family reunions because it was my ancestors who built that church. And so understanding the rich part of my history, knowing that whoever these people were, that were my ancestors, were the ones who put, put their hands to build these and write these letters on there, that's who I'm connected to. And they called themselves Hebrews. So I call myself Hebrew. So uh, it's an ethnic claim first, you know, um, and it has, not to say it has nothing to do religiously, because um, there are religious principles that apply, but I, I don't take the religious aspect and then say, oh, I now call myself a da-da-da because what happens is people hear that and their mind is shifted so quickly because I say that. They don't even want to associate um, to a term that is being uh, used so, so, so generically. Kind of like how some people who you know are Christians, it's like, oh, I don't like to use the word Christian because, you know, um, and, and, and for me, it's really just, you know, not to say be safer, but to be wise and just like, you know, I would rather you see the fruit before you judge the tree, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, hey, like I'm fully a Christian. I'm fully a follower of the way. It's just ethnically, I believe that my people were Hebrew and I'm a Hebrew, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting the way you frame that because I don't think, like you said, most people jump to who they see on the street oh, so yeah, that it's yeah. conflated. <laughs> um, what, what has that done for you? Do you feel like a sense of identity uh, was connected to that? Like you felt connected to, to something? Yeah, so I feel as though the black community in general is clinging to identify to something mm -hmm. because identity was stripped from us, you know, and it was done intentionally. And because of that, uh, I believe that whether it be other religious, spiritual, or um, ethnic ties, when somebody can give you a, 
affirmation and tell you, hey, you know, we were kings or, hey, you know, we're gods or, hey, you know, the black man is this. It's like, it's like, man, it's better than this term African-American. It's better than et cetera or other, you know, it, it, it kind of it gives you a sense of identity to know that, you know, you're more than what you're being told in your life, in your experiences. And so um, for me, like I said, it was historical and ethnic and, 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 and ancestral. But when I actually got to see that, as I read the scriptures now, I don't read the scriptures and say, oh, they and them. I look and it's like us and we, you know, and I, I apply things that are spoken to the people of God, you know what I'm saying, to myself, to my family, to my community. And it's really about, you know, uh, following the commandments, following the statutes, listening to what he's saying so that we can be blessed, you know, um, and through the blessings, you know, we can allow others to be blessed as well. And uh, so it's, 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 you know, uh, certain things like, you know, following the Sabbath um, and also understanding that uh, sacrificial laws obviously don't apply because we have the ultimate sacrifice in Christ. Um, so uh, actually going through Leviticus right now in my Bible study group, and it's been beautiful just to see um, what it means to uh, be pure, be holy before a all-loving, all-powerful God and what position you have to take in order to even be in his presence. And so for me, understanding these principles, looking at these Old Testament principles that literally are the foundation for the new, it's not like it's two separate books, it's the Old Testament is the foundation in which we apply all these things in the New Testament, which the Lord himself, Yahweh, um, in, in, in Jesus Christ fulfilled, uh, we literally see that in the law being loved, like in, in generalized in love through him. And so for me, um, it hasn't changed too much of my theological aspects, you know, because um, I, I graduated um, with a bachelor's in theology, you know, so if anything, it's, it's really just more so, uh, I don't want to say amplified because my mind isn't any better than the next man. Or, it's just, it's just allowed me to see a different angle, you know, uh, when you look at it that way. So, yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, when you, when you um, think about your faith and your interaction with Hebrew Israelites on the street, how has that been? Do you feel like you're able to connect better or do you feel like when you're engaging them, they still feel like you're, you're off? Yeah, so it's and that's the thing. Like even even like the them and the it's I won't know until I get in front of an individual because the amount of people who I know that identify as Hebrew, whether it be people who are in the pulpits, whether it be artists, rappers, Christian rappers, it's a lot out there. But they just don't want to come out and say it. To be honest, um, but. When you're talking about individuals and group of individuals, um, yeah, like I don't, I I don't try to generalize it, but but the, there the are street. those who are attacked. Yeah, yeah. so the ones that with the microphone, yeah, the, the yeah. white Jesus on there. Yeah. Okay, yes. When I engage with them, um, it is a level of uh, it's it's still intense, you know, because when you are the person who's holding the mic and you're able to over talk, and because you're over talking it presents you as more right, it's always going to be a level of almost contention and, mm -hmm. and, and, and almost a sense of like demeaning, mm -hmm. you know, um, which I'm just like, it's, it's better to be wise. And so for me, the moments I do see that and I do engage, it's because debates are never for 
the person to be swayed is for the audience. Mm -hmm. And if people, I, I see a few people gathering around and they start listening to this, they get put on a game as they would call it. I'm like, nah, fam, like they're preaching that salvation is exclusive to the Jews. Salvation is, is only for, I'm like, nah, bro, like that's not the gospel. The gospel is for everyone. And so understanding that, reading the scriptures, going to Romans, going back to the Old Testament, seeing that it was uh, uh, Moses's um, and Abraham's uh, uh, sojourners and servants, slaves, all of them got circumcised so that they can partake in the blessing. And I'm like, these weren't, these were the first Hebrews of anything, right? And they're a part of the covenant, right? And I'm like, how do we see that and then make this, oh, that's the Northern kingdom. And you know, that's, that's still, that's still the Gentiles are there. And we're now defined as, I was like, nah, fam, like y'all are, y'all are, y'all are making things to make this uh, what the what was the struggle back then with the Pharisees, right? It was this is only for the Jew, you know. Um, to, so I, th I think it's not a new fight. That's literally what Paul was attacking the entire time. He was writing the letters, so it's not a new fight. I just so I have a I have a I have a template and I have a guideline to go off of, and I just you know repeat the words of Paul. So I like enjoy I like engaging because like I said, it's for the audience and not for myself, not for them. Um, and if they do hear it and if they are open to it, then man, God bless. But um, for me, it's, it, it, only, it only really coincides a level of identity. Like, oh yeah, I also identify. It's like, but you're a Christian? It's like, yep. You know, and so like, it, it gets interesting, but there's still like the level of, uh, like I said, intensity. What would you like our audience to know when they encounter somebody that identifies as Hebrew? What would you like them to know? What do you think they should know before it? they engage in conversation? I would just say, uh, know your scriptures. You know, um, there's a lot of resources out there. There are a lot of people who have done a lot of good work as far as um, how to engage uh, what they would call against Hebrew Israelites, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I don't look at their work and say, uh, that's anti me because the ideology that they're attacking, the, the, the mindset that they're going after, the heart issues they're going after are still applicable. Mm -hmm. You know, like when people are saying that, you know, salvation is exclusive to somebody who is black, mm -hmm. a person of color, or claiming to be Hebrew, yeah, you can dead that. And there's a lot of resources out there for that. And so I would say be well-versed, you know, um, otherwise you're just, you know, stepping up to being in, in, in a chopping block. You know, especially if you're white, you know, because uh, they love engaging with <laughs> with white people for some reason. So for me, um, it's it's just understanding the scriptures, reading the scriptures, and then with the context of the Old Testament and uh, looking at the resources available, and also diversifying your resources. Um, one of my uh, resources I go to um, for sure at this point is a guy named Zadok, Zadok Ben Israel, uh, the God Hop MC. He's a part of Hog Mob. Uh, Bizzle, uh, Seven, uh, really, really solid group. Um, uh, we did ministry when I was living in the hood of uh, South Oak Cliff. And so um, I got put on a hog mob through that, met Zadok, and he put me onto a lot of these concepts and principles. So uh, there is solid teaching, you know, um, and even in the midst of whatever people call them camps or whatever it may be, or even people that are Christians who are Hebrews. In the same way, I can go to a Christian who's a Lutheran and I can go to a Christian who's a Calvinist. It's like, 
yes, you know, and some Christians that are on some theological, you know, hyper-Calvinist, you know, it's like, hey, if you're not on this, then you're not even saying, it's like, I don't know, like, there's all of that in any type of mindset. So if I'm citing somebody, that doesn't mean I agree with everything they say, you know, but there is some solid teaching within things. And I think that uh, what we should be doing is, you know, diversifying our knowledge. Like when, like when, before I graduated college, like it wasn't like we only learned one doctrine. We had to learn multiple and then write papers on each so that we would know what we believe and also how to engage those who believe differently. And so I would just say diversify your sources so you can, you know, at least come up with your own conclusion based on what's available. Yeah. And one of the things I also want our audience to know is when people say they identify as Hebrew, don't jump to the extremes. Yes. So when somebody encounters you, a Christian who has conflated view of Hebrew, you're like, what would you want them to know? Oh, yeah. So um, know my life, know my heart, you know, uh, know, know the work that we're doing because it's alongside the body. You know, I'm, 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 I'm still a part of the local church. I'm still actively in community. Like nothing has changed. Like I still push for the gospel, you know. Um, and for me, it is disheartening when I make an ethnic claim and through my ethnic claim, I then have to hear theological drawbacks and spiritual drawbacks. Like, oh man, I thought you were, I thought you were saved. It's like, you're challenging my salvation based off of me claiming an ethnicity? Like, how, why, is, why is that so offensive? You know, and for me, I, I just feel like um, understanding that a people can, what people call wake up, or people can be knowledgeable of who they are, who they were, and still be in Christ, because Christ is for all people. And so for me, it's like, yo, like, like actively, Follow me, you know what I'm saying, before you make a, a, a claim of, you know, my spiritual life or my, 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 my teaching or anything like that, you know, because for me, it's like when I even said this around my Bible study group, around the people around me, not everybody in my Bible study group is claiming to be Hebrew, you know, some of them have, most of them not, you know, but with that being said, they didn't see a change in how active I was in my community. They didn't see a change in how active I was in my Bible. They didn't see a change in how active I was in my spiritual life. So they were like, okay, this is, this is just something that is an ethnic change or ethnic identity claim that he's saying is different than before. And through that, he's still a Christian, you know? And so nothing really, nothing really changed in that sense. Thank you so much Absolutely. for sharing your heart. I think this has been a rich conversation. I think our audience is going to be helped by it. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This absolutely. has been another episode of People to Person, and I hope that you enjoyed it and that you walk away understanding that we need more conversations, as we say, and less debates, and we want to get to know people and not just talk about them, but talk to them. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Jew 3 Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can tune into all our past episodes at www.jew3project.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, 
Google Play. Remember not only to subscribe, but also rate us. That helps us to gauge how we're doing and how you're enjoying the show. And it gives other listeners some ideas about the show as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. Also, remember we have our Bible engagement app in partnership with Back to the Bible to help you get better engaged in the Bible every single day. You take a survey, it assesses your strengths and weaknesses and sends you Bible verses based on those. So it's a great app. You can download the app by searching in your app store or Google Play, searching G3 Project, and it'll be right there for you. So thank you again. Remember, if you would like to become a monthly partner or a one-time giver, you can do so on our website or by mail. Just go to Jew3Project.com, hit that donate tab, and you'll see the option to mail in a gift or give online. We appreciate you, and I'm so, so thankful for you. God bless, and remember, here at the Jew3 Project, we're helping you to know what you believe and why you believe it.